0: Welcome to the Legends and Master Show, everyone. I'm your host Tom Wheeler, and I'm very excited to introduce our two guests today. Uh, They're here to talk about their new movie, The Mongolian Connection, which releases August 18th coming up, and uh, it'll be on iTunes uh, Store, Prime Video, and Google Play. We have a lot to talk about here. Welcome, the writer and director Drew Thomas and lead actor Kaivi Lyman. Hello, guys. How's it going? Hey,
1: what's, what's up, guys? How are you? <laughs> How are you? Yeah. Like that opening yeah. song—it sounds like Fugazi.
0: Yeah, you like, I that? like that? I I, I actually uh, wrote that. My I used to do uh, music professionally, and uh, I figure uh, you know don't have to worry about rights if you wrote it, right? So uh, <laughs> that's
2: true. That's so, cool.
0: man, you guys, I got the <clears throat> I got the pleasure of seeing this movie. Uh, a nice little screener that uh, actually Lloyd Bateman, the guy uh, who did second unit directing and also uh, stunt corning on this movie. This movie's so good, guys. Uh, super lovely. refreshing, you. Uh, especially you know the being released right now is, is such a great thing because people are, you know, they don't have anything to watch and uh, even better time to release this. Uh, what, what inspired you guys uh, to uh, I'll lead us to, to Drew first? What inspired you to write this and kind of take this direction with this?
1: You know, I, I came at this one at a, at a different direction from how I would normally um, uh, begin a project, Tom. I am, um, yeah. I, I do a little teaching down at a school in Texas from time to time. It's a cinema television program. A producer I used to work with up here in, in California uh, moved down there and became the head at school and, and started hiring me. And I was down there uh, helping them um, on a couple projects. They were doing some music videos, other things. Ended up working very closely with um, a, a former student of theirs who, who became their staff cinematographer. Oh, okay. uh, his name is Joshua Fisher. Um, and, uh, uh, when these students, when they move out to Los Angeles, I, when I can, I try to give them a leg up. I try to meet with them, maybe help get them little jobs and anything I could do, camera operating, AC positions, whatever I can help them with, uh, just to help them get a foot in the door. Um, and so I, I did that with, with my friend, Yozua. Um, and uh, and uh, one day he called me and asked me if I wanted to have lunch, and and I, I knew a little bit about Yosua's background from from having worked with him on those projects in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was telling me all about Mongolia. Now Yosuah is uh, is German now German American, but spent uh, well really grew up in Mongolia. His his parents uh, up and moved him and the family in I think 1991. Um, down in Mongolia, uh, as as missionaries, actually, no big deal, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, N- NBD. They had to bring their own toilet paper. That was oh, wow. yeah. that was the situation. Yeah, you, you know, Mong-
2: toilet paper was a problem. Now, yeah, right back I mean, right
1: then, yeah. Well, Evie, wow. do you remember what the toilet paper was like in in Mongolia? Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, it was. Imagine It the, lighter, the a
2: grade of sandpaper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> toughing you up, toughing you up. Tough. Yeah. yeah, they're like you, Hollywood sissies. We're gonna make men
1: out of you. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, Mongolia, of course, was a Soviet protectorate for decades, um, and then when the Soviet Union collapsed, it was flung into um, into sort of free market oh. democracy, roughly. Um, yeah. And uh, he was telling me about this, and he said, you know, they they have a, a fledgling film industry there and they're making films at quite low budgets with really good production values. They've got a lot of good professionals there. And they're able to turn these around um, in country for a profit often. Wow. Uh, and naturally under the circumstances, um, you know, I, I had recently finished, fairly recently finished my previous movie. Um, I said, do I want to do one? I said, let's let's make this happen. And he said, really? Are you serious? And I said, yeah. And so he sent um he sent my previous movie um, channeling along to uh, our connections in in Mongolia, and um okay. and it just started there. So l- long answer to a short question, but there you yeah. have it.
0: That oh man, that's that's so interesting. And and uh, kaidi how did you uh, get involved in in this project? Th-
2: this is actually, I mean, Drew, chime in whenever you want. But this is, I love this story. This is probably one of my favorite oh, things. Is that uh. I believe uh, uh, you worked with Gabe, right, Drew? That's how you knew Copeland.
1: Yes, correct. Correct. So,
2: so Drew, apparently, what, Drew? Why don't you start with the? I, I guess you had an sure. actor that dropped. I, I wasn't even supposed to be in the film. Oh originally. wow! Really? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, it is. It is the.
2: <laughs>
1: it is the, the the greatest example of kismet, maybe in my professional life. Tom um, it is
2: literally the universe bringing bringing people together because now Amazing. that drew is in my life i will I, like i i tell him every time i talk to him i cannot wait to work with him my whole wow, awesome. representation team knows his name by heart because i just this drew any have anything can get some drew a job yeah. so i can, <laughs> um, yeah do that
1: do, do yeah. that yeah. yeah but
2: uh but so i so you know i guess one thing led to another and uh Drew is without drew you tell this tell this part this is more yeah, on, yeah, on okay. you.
1: Okay, I'll try to do it with brevity unlike my unlike my habit. Um, so uh, Tom, we, we had an actor who will remain unnamed who oh. had, had he had uh, wanted to be the lead in, in channeling. and I didn't think he was exactly the right fit, but I, I did want to work with him. Um, I was a big fan of some of his previous work. And so when, when this film started to come together, I reached out to him, sent him the script, um, sent him the revised script, and after some jockeying back and forth, he was going to do it. Um, he agreed on, you know, on all the terms and so on. Um,
0: off to but, a good start, right? Yeah, it, was, it was off to a good start.
1: Yeah. It, it, yeah, unfortunately, it, it stopped at, after that start. Um, oh, it, the closer we got, the more cagey he got. And, um, he Damn. was complaining about stuff going on with his family and some legal trouble and he might need to move out of the city. And, you know, we, had, we had gotten a schedule to him, um, probably a month, month and a half prior to this, oh, we got to uh, a schedule a, point. A, fa- a fairly detailed schedule. Wow. And, um, it was now, it was a Sunday afternoon and I was for the record flying to Mongolia on Wednesday okay. for right. the last four weeks of, of pre-production scouting um you know tweaks everything else going into production so I, I was leaving in a few days this was like about three or four in the afternoon on a sunday and i called him up just to i mean i think my spidey sense was going on but just to make sure we were copacetic
0: right
1: and um uh he said he absolutely couldn't he said he couldn't imagine coming to mongolia at the time, we had scheduled him to come to Mongolia and oh. bought his flights and so on. He couldn't imagine it.
2: <laughs> I'm laughing because I know who it is. And this is funny. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, we have to say who it is. But it sounds like, you know, especially on your end, like, we're in. We're, we're, we're going. And you got to, that, to uh, juggle. Oh,
1: well, you know, I mean, Tom, what I didn't want to do is be running casting sessions for my lead role <laughs> yeah. from the other side of the planet. Which, by the way, is a fourteen-hour time difference. No, fifteen-hour time difference. Yes. So um, I was desperate and upset, yes. <laughs> and I did something that I, while I was literally while I was doing it, I was like, "This is a waste of time." I put out a post on Facebook Monday morning, early, early Monday morning, looking for that.
2: this is funny because I this is this is more so back to how just the universe working in mysterious yeah. ways is I don't have a Facebook so if anyone mm. ever contacts you from Facebook and <laughs> says it's me it's not um, but a mutual friend of ours uh, but, drew you you continue because you tell it somebody okay says, well I don't, yeah. don't want to
1: dominate here but but uh, but real quick so I put out this post assuming it was a total waste of time I also yeah. called our casting director you know with a 91 well I texted him with a 911 text. He was on another show um, oh, and uh, I put out this post and of course I got the phone book. You know, it, it didn't seem to matter that I put out, I needed a man between these ages because I was getting all genders, all, all types, everything. Oh, everything. And I was practically ready to delete the post and, and, and just sort of, I don't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. And then I got a private message. I got a DM from my friend, Gabe Copeland. Um, and uh and he said you have got to talk to my friend evie and i said oh yeah and he, and he sent me a, a, just a whole bunch of pictures and credits and everything else and i was like holy shit! <laughs> i was like and, and i should mention that the guy that that had the role until he didn't um was not actually i mean not even in the same league as far as fitting this role I had to rewrite the role from scratch oh, when, when I when I booked this previous actor, oh, really? and what what, what oh, presence allowed me to do is restore the character to whom the character was supposed oh, to be. That's awesome, man! And of course, Keevy brought a ton to the character as well. But you know, this was now Keevy. I mean, maybe you remember the time, but this is probably around nine in the morning on a Monday. Yeah, yeah. Then <laughs> Keevy read the script, read it again. And that afternoon, we were doing lens tests. We shot Anamorphic, and we were doing lens tests at Keslo oh. Camry, Um, me and my camera operator. Keevee came to the lens test. And that yeah, was it. I, I mean, know. you know, yeah. other than the details, it was, it was a booking. So
2: I basically, I got a text from our buddy Gabe, and says, hey, uh, my friend's looking for a lead in a film that shoots in Mongolia. Are you interested? I was like, well, you know, if he's a friend of yours, send me the script. And I yeah. think I got about I don't know if I've ever tro- told Drew this, but I think I got about ten or fifteen pages. I think I read the opening scene, which I'm not even in. Yeah. And I was like, I, I text Gabe back and be like, I I'm not done with the script, but I'm very interested. Give Drew my number. Amazing. Um Wow. And then I I finished it and then reread it right away and then yeah and then me and Drew met and it was love at first sight and uh, <laughs> and you know he put yeah. me in some good he put me in some good lighting and and it was yeah. like this'll do yeah. and. um, that's an amazing
0: story, guys. Just, yeah. you know, just the onset of that, and I, I was going to ask the question. You know, okay, like when you first read the, the script, your thoughts, but it's something yeah, like yeah, just that opening segment that that really yeah. sold. And, and by the way, this movie it hits you right off the bat, and I, just the way um, you know, Drew, your storytelling is excellent in this. Uh, it is very. I I don't want to overuse the word refreshing, but that's I, it. Really felt like that, especially like the story uh, was layered so well whether you mix drama with action with beats of comedy, uh I don't want to give anything too much away, but yeah all I gotta say is uh, things with the car uh were, were pretty funny little nods throughout the movie. Yeah.
2: Um but, but that's it, that's it, an atonement to Drew's style and writing which yeah to use your word
1: and comic timing.
2: Well very refreshing Just. to me as an actor is that you know we have this dramatic action Piece, but Drew writes such brilliant situational comedy that just comes out as not shtick, but just the nature of the character. Yeah. It just felt so organic. And when we had a little screening for this um, almost a year ago to Mm -hmm. like a packed house, and to see people laughing, the whole room laughing out loud, I was like, yeah, this is. This is what we this this is why we did it. This is awesome.
1: Well, you guys are being really generous. Thank you very much. And and I mean again, you know, I I can't overstate um whether it's, you know, Divine Fiat, as we say in the film, or or Kismet or what, but I I couldn't have been uh I couldn't have been more fortunate, Tom, to than to get Kiwi because Kiwi's comic chops are extremely good. And I didn't have to direct him as to how to be this this character. He simply I mean, it is impossible for me to imagine somebody else as Wade Dalton, um, which, by yeah. the way, the name Dalton, taken from Westerns, of course, uh, we, we copyrighted that one first. Um, Mr. Tarantino.
2: <laughs> there <laughs> there you fun. go. Another little bit. When when I left that screening, I had you know a group of my little entourage of friends that came, and they're like, uh, we prefer to hang out with Wade Dalton. We like him way more <laughs> than you. <laughs> So,
0: oh no. I'm That's
2: forever me as Kaivi <laughs> is, is ruined, but Wade's cool guy.
0: He uh, yeah, just everybody's <laughs> just calling Wade from now. On there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'll answer to that. Uh, you know, uh like I said, everything's, you know, like I said with a- if there's action, sometimes it just gets like just too punchy. There's no like real storytelling in it. Uh, in, in some movies, or even, uh, or it's distracting to a point, or even the comedy, like we're mentioning. And this was it; just really pushes the story so well. I, I loved it. I'm super excited for everybody to see this. Uh, not even, I wasn't even on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, the other thing is, um, I guess you kind of answered this a little earlier, Drew. What made you choose uh, Mongolia? Because what an interesting, uh, dynamic, dynamic place to go. Not to mention, man, you just point the camera anywhere there, right? And you just got. You got like a, a just amazing scenery yeah, oh, wow. and culture, like super yeah. rich uh, culture. What was your experience? Uh, I'll start uh, with Drew and then maybe you can kick in too of like yeah. just filming there and, and setting things up in Mongolia.
1: I mean, you know, it Mongolia is absolutely amazing. Um, it's an absolutely unbelievable country to visit. Um, and the people there, despite the climate, which it's, it's, uh, Ulaanbaatar, the capital of Mongolia, is the coldest capital in the world. Um, right. Our 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 Mongolian lead Amra is um, yeah. is fond of posting side by side weather reports from Antarctica and Ulaanbaatar <laughs> when Ulaanbaatar is colder. Um, it's the coldest weather I've ever experienced. Was yes. wow. those final days of pre-production? Um, but it's an absolutely amazing place, and and I, I feel like um, myself and and the rest of the foreign. Cast and crew. Now, most of our crew was local, um, of course, but uh, but we, you know, we of course had Kevi, and we we um, we had uh, Lloyd and and Tolga, and um, yeah. our, our camera operator George, and of course our cinematographer Yosu, who basically is Mongolian. Um, but but the whole Fun foreign scene like me. <laughs> was uh, was was absolutely smitten with with Mongolia. It, it's wow, an yeah. it's an amazing place. Yeah,
2: yeah, it, it really is. It's it's magical I I I can't get back there quick enough to shoot another film or wow. just be there I mean it, Unbelievable. it it i I love it too because it's it's also a, a, a breath of fresh air because how you don't see very many action films that have exactly. English in them coming out of Mongolia and oh, you know sure. why I be so bold to say at the quality of what you know our film has been received at and uh so to kind of showcase that side of the world um you know hopefully there'll be some more work heading that way and it's i really
0: hope so i mean if you think about it like anything coverage of mongolia and all is it's all like beautiful just genghis genghis kong time and i love that like the modernization (laughs) of this you know a friend of mine uh named level marshall uh he even says you know just looking up the sky seems just bigger there because there's just rolling hills yeah. What was that for you, like, just looking for sites to, to shoot?
1: Well, uh, so we, we went out, uh, myself and Yozua, we flew to Mongolia mm-hmm. in the spring of 2017. And it was it was on its face sort of – it was really a development trip. We were calling it location scouting. At that point, we didn't have a script. We had a, we had an alpine, oh. um, which, by the way, totally changed while we were there. Um But uh, but with with Amra, with our our Mongolian lead actor and um, as well as one of the supporting actors, um, Garma, uh, who plays. Well, I don't want to say he's he's one of the police officers. He's the partner to Amra early in the film. Um, And uh, uh, we just headed out into the countryside. And it's, you know, Mongolia, people may not know, is 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 one of the most sparsely populated countries in the world. Mm-hmm. there's all of about 3 million people in Mongolia and half of them live in the capital city of Ilan Batar. So we drove out um, into the countryside and you know, it's, it's like you say, Tom, it's like, you know, uh, turn one direction and you've got yeah. an amazing, vista. turn another direction. You've got some, you know, rotting Soviet structure uh, and then right. turn again. And there is a, a road to a village. Um, you know, it's really, really fascinating looking and, it's just, it's, there's so much character. It's so different. Um, it's true Central Asian uh, uh, culture and topography. And, you know, it, 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 it has a sense of, of Russia and the stands. It's, of course, you know, right there close to Kazakhstan. Um, yes, yes. Where, where some of our, our, um, our team came from and two of our lead actors. Right. Uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, it's, just, it's just a wonderful place to shoot. Um, the roads are tough. Uh, insofar as there are roads, um, there's sort of <laughs> yeah. one main road that goes straight out that, that we took all the way to Dahan. But um, you know, my I hadn't been in country for more than 24 hours. I think, yeah, 24 hours when we were in a, a Toyota Land Cruiser heading out to the countryside, which is everywhere basically, um, other than villages yeah. and a couple cities, and um, and then spent that night. Uh, in a in a semi legal gold mine, the the picture of the gear I sent you, Tom, that you just showed is we uh, yes. we spent the night in that in that yurt oh, in that awesome. gear. Um which is another story that I won't belabor you with. But um, yeah, it, it's it's it's, a, it's an amazing place to shoot. Rolling hills, wild horses. Um, it's incredibly dramatic, incredibly cold at times, very harsh, but just just jaw dropping. Yeah
0: just overall yeah that's unbelievable and yeah the experience of that it really adds it really does add you know on location adds to the movie so much and there is so much uh, I don't know enriches it a lot more by being a part of that and and, and including that dynamic of you know it's Mongolia that's not like an average stat you know most people would you know probably go to some more of the commonality things in the past so that's another thing I applaud you for because I thought it was a, a part of the world uh just not really tapped into man you know you know the yeah. The pop culture social media scene—it's uh, excellent. Now, uh, just filming the this uh, looked like it was a, a blast to do, I, I, and and in many cases, I just want to get to this picture here. It looks like you had some long hours as <laughs> as well, <laughs> as well. Um, and I'm sure I'm sure there's a story because uh, we all we all love coffee. To this picture right you sent me <laughs> <laughs> brush my teeth with coffee, right? I mean, come on.
1: <laughs> um, you know, uh, right now I'm kicking myself, um, Tom, because uh, uh, I, I really should <laughs> – I really should have sent you pictures of Kaiby's first experiences with our, our local makeup team.
0: Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's a here. Uh, yeah.
1: This uh, – we didn't want to come – we didn't want to come back. Uh, Kaiby, would you please uh, fill him in on, on yeah, what I so, –
2: uh, Yeah. So apparently, in um, and I want to apologize to any makeup artists listening, but this this is this is true, in Mongolia, in their film industry, uh, the makeup team, if you sit down in a chair, will start massaging you, and at first I'm pampered, it, wow, at, not and not but not by one person, it's I mean I yeah I wish we 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 shared that photo with you, but there is a photo of me with someone. I believe there's one, there was at least five people all over me giving me a very professional, nothing, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, uh, it was very uncomfortable at first. So I'm just like, no, 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 you don't have to do that. And then within like 10 minutes, you're like, yep, I'm, I need a massage. And so <laughs> it's, awesome. it's, uh, I mean, that's just, you know, a, it's a different culture, but it's, and it's phenomenal. Someone brings you water and snack and you're getting massaged and they're fixing your hair and makeup. And they're like, okay, time to come back to set. And I'm like, I'm not ready, you're right? Well, I hear it like as a people, they're like very
0: uh, welcoming, very Amazing. welcoming people.
2: Amazing. Oh, the that's, food too. That's very oh, true. Oh, I was going to ask you how how's the food because it looks incredible, really like delicious and hearty. You got to be a carnivore to make it out there. I think that was – that's when I kind of had some – some ideas of myself of what drew had been going through with his previous lead. When he asked me, uh, he's oh. like, "Kevy, you're not a vegetarian by any chance, are you? I was like, no, what are you talking about? He's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. Um, but yeah, it would be like one of those things where it's like, we'd be filming and there's a cow there and they're like, you see that cow and you're like, yeah, I see that cow. And they're like, well, that's dinner. I'm like, wow, that's super organic. <laughs> um, I think we had a lamb or was it a lamb? Dinner? It was a lamb. a lamb, right? Lamb. That's right. Lamb. Yeah. Oh, and mm-hmm. they cook it in that hot stone pot with just vegetables and potatoes. It, Unbelievable. it was, It's a very, I Your love the
0: experience. It sounds awesome at making it. Oh. Now, uh, uh, Another question for you, Drew, is, um, you know, for the process of writing, you know, there is a lot of uh, translating that needs to be done. for Mongolian, mm-hmm. uh, I believe some was uh Kazakh as well, like or, or a little Russian. Russian yeah. Um. So what, uh, what's that like for you as a writer? Are you just kind of like, all right, this is what I want them to say. And you work hand in hand with translators at that point, or what was your kind of forethought with that?
1: You know, it's a really good question. Um, and going into this, the the closer we got, and as we, as we cast people, um, you know, and we quite strategically wanted at least one lead from Kazakhstan. Um, we ended up getting Sandra Armadi, who, um, he in Kazakhstan is a, is an absolute superstar. Um as Amra is in in Mongolia and and it, it sounds like a punchline it sounds like you know we're big in Japan but um spinal tap but the truth is 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 once you're there you travel anywhere with these people and people are stopping their cars and getting out and asking for photos. Um and uh but um so as soon as it was clear that 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 we were going to be working in multiple languages i really decided that that it was a situation to turn a disadvantage into an advantage and to make oh. language and misunderstanding part of the story um
0: yes yes
1: and and you know I'll let this character this 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 character who's a fugitive and and, and really a, a criminal but but is allowed maybe a maybe a, a glimpse of redemption um our anti-hero uh he doesn't let on till halfway through the film that that uh, that he understands and speaks perfect English. Um, yes, which allows us to have a moment where our, our protagonist, our American protagonist, gets a little bit. Uh,
0: you I kind of your reaction worse. was priceless. <laughs>
2: That's yeah. a
1: handsome American protagonist. They're handsome, the stu- the very smoldering. <laughs> you know, um, you know th- there's there's a scene in the film where, where <laughs> our Kazakh lead, Sandra Armadi uh, says something in Mongolian um, to a uh, to a couple other characters that he's trying to insult, and and what he says is so vile and so dirty um, that, that the, the Mongolians, a lot of them had to walk off set because they couldn't stop from laughing. It's uh-huh. very unusual. They, they they joke that they've only got two uh, two curse words in in Mongolian, one is pista which I won't tell you what that means. The other is Prius, because there's too many Priuses there. Um, so, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I, Tom, I just had to sort of make language part of it. And and ended up having a lot of fun with it, um, including writing just r- language far more foul than, than a Mongolian would comfortably say.
0: Yeah. And
1: used and, and weaponized that language against a couple bad guys. So, um,
0: yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was that was actually that's a good way to word it too weaponize it cuz uh
1: mm-hmm.
0: it was great yeah kaivy your reaction in that scene was hilarious right? oh yeah yeah was that, that was the other great thing like you know there's so many <laughs> great beats in this movie and and the story arc as a whole but also even the sub story between characters um you know like like Kai-V, i'll have you go into this now for uh, your character uh wade dalton um you know in in the little brief description uh, if you could describe him for us, because I mean, this guy, he's got, it seems like he's got some
2: demons to him as well. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, uh, <laughs> Wade's, a, Wade's a special guy, you know, in a nutshell, he's a FBI agent with a not very good at home relationship and maybe a little pill popping problem. But, yeah. uh, you know, he, he manages to come out on top, uh, most of the time, but not without, you know getting roughed up you know he's a real he's a real guy he's not jason Bourne. he doesn't just kill everybody without getting touched like he's a he's a normal dude with with major flaws but at at the bottom of it he's got a good heart and he knows he knows right from wrong and he stands up for what's right and that's you know that that's what really drew me to i'm getting goosebumps talking about (laughs) a character i played um uh that's what really drew me to playing him is. I'd never played anything like that and you know um and I can't wait for the Mongolian connection too drew hey so I hey, can here play we him go. again
1: <laughs> from your mouth to God's ears yeah, yeah. there we go <laughs> Well
0: that was great because yeah what you just described there exactly it, it, guys uh, it, it that itself gave him, he was so much more re- relatable so much more human or it, actually that gave them it so much more weight and yeah. now when you, when you start like connecting the, the other characters, uh, uh, Gansrig or Gans, right. I mean, yeah, like f- another phenomenal actor in great yeah. performance. I mean, like, just the weight, like, and even in his eyes, uh, the way he, he communicates. But when you guys first two on scene, not a huge scene in the dialogue together, but man, you like, oh man, this is getting a whole nother you feel everything's getting ready to go to a new gear, it's yeah, it's revving yeah. up. And I mean, uh, he's
2: yeah. he's he, what he's an incredible man, and and just and a, and a powerhouse yeah. actor and jews spot on like we would go out and be stopped in the street for autographs and he knows he runs that town like that wow. you know he is the biggest actor in mongolia you know i don't know what the equivalent of out here he would be i don't i don't know who but he's large Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah
0: that's pretty amazing and and, yeah. and- and Drew, Drew, how did you uh, first encounter him, like you're meeting him?
1: So he actually, um, he's also one of the producers on the film. And and yeah. what happened was in the very early days when when this film was, was a, a, a seeming impossibility, um, uh, I, I was watching videos that, that Yozua, again, my cinematographer, also Yozua was one of the producers on the film. Uh, there's four of us. Uh, Yozua would send me... Um, uh, videos of trailers of other films that Amra had been in. And I kept saying, you know, in the very early days, I, I didn't even know who yozo was talking to in Mongolia and who he was going to be meeting with. We eventually had a meeting on Halloween. Um, I think it was twenty, Halloween 2016 we met, uh, our first real meeting about film. The um, uh, and then we shot, of course, in 2018 uh, and finished in 2019. But um, uh, I would watch these trailers not really even knowing who Yosu was going to connect me with. And I couldn't not stop the video. It was a trailer for a movie called um, uh, Trapped Abroad. And I couldn't, I couldn't not stop the trailer and, and say, to him, okay, who's this guy? And Yosu was like, that's, that's our guy. That's, that's the guy we're talking to. Awesome. He um, he, absolutely, and, and this is true of all my uh, my three leads. I mean, I, and and actually, at least one of our villains, I, I couldn't have been luckier than with this cast, Tom. Uh, they they yeah. lose charisma. It's it's yeah. it's unbelievable. Yeah,
0: phenomenal cast. I was going to go in in, in each uh, person. I mean, Sanjar, uh, his story arc is super interesting. And at first, you're like, oh, he's like a bad guy or something. And then you really see that that arc with uh, him and the character uh, Kulan. Uh, yeah. which, uh, how do you, again, how do you pronounce, uh, her, her name? I don't, I don't want to butcher it.
1: Uh, no problem. And, and frankly, um, I, I often <laughs> do butcher these names. So, um, understandable. Um, her name is Tsetseg, um, Biamba. Man. And like, she also, she was wow. in a very big international film, um, shot in Mongolia when she was a bit younger. Um, I, I can't, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. So I'll get that to you, Tom. Um, yeah. but again, you know, we, we looked at a lot of actors, uh, for that role, it's an incredibly important role, and we didn't, we didn't want—we didn't want a shrinking violet. We didn't want a delicate flower. I didn't want to go down that I road. See. You know, I see what you're saying. you know, one of the reasons that that Evie and and um, is so perfect for Wade, and Wade, I, I believe, is the right character for the story, is. Um, I was from the very early earliest days of talking about doing this film. The, the thing that I most did not want to do was white, write a white savior script. The last thing I wanted oh, to do yeah. Is, yeah. is write about a character who goes to Mongolia and saves people. Yeah, um, great, great point because you,
0: you don't – like I said, uh, that's my kind of theme of this. It, it, it is so refreshing on many levels and in, in, in that in particular as well. I'm glad you touched point on that. Sure.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I just, you know, that's just something I, I just was not willing to do. And, and frankly, those characters are boring anyways. It's so much more interesting to write a character like Wade Dalton, who, who is complex and fallible and, and all yeah. kinds of funny stuff happens to. Um, but you always believe in the guy, and I, and I hope always identify with him. I, I should mention that, that a lot of the stupid stuff that, that happens to Wade happened to me on, on location scouting. So um, <laughs> right yeah, you know. something where Wade would always bump his head. The, the doors to the yurts there, the gares are four feet and they're made of very sharp wood. Uh, and oh, I yeah. came back with so many injuries on my head. <laughs> I, I, I should mention I'm, I'm, I'm pretty tall. I'm about six and a half feet tall. And, and I could not, you're, you're not supposed to step on the threshold of the gear. You're supposed to step over the threshold, which means nice. you have to do this sort of flying leap slash controlled fall <laughs> to get <laughs> out of the gear oh, if man. you're tall. And so, um, so we actually cut out and we just for time's sake. We cut out a scene <laughs> where, where Wade walks out of a gear and smashes his head into, <laughs> into the top of the door. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's it was it's a, a stretch that's for that's me because Drew is a tall drink of water. What, yeah. You say hi. 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 There we go. Hey, good looking.
0: <laughs> we get guest appearances on the show. That's a guest appearance, yes. yeah, that's that's Wade,
2: that's Wade Junior. His <laughs> <laughs> daddy's work.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah, it's, it's so unbelievable. Yeah, going into that, and I, I, you could I think that translates quite a bit. Um, you know, instead of you know I'm you know like I, instead of like just reading the cold, being able to where do I relate with this guy? I mean, just I, mm-hmm. even on the acting level. We're going to relate with this guy and interacting. We talked a little bit before with, uh, with the other character, but, you know, with the character Shriek uh, played by Sanjar, um, you know, what was your experience like working with him? Because, again, the chemistry there, it, um, it really fed off each other very, very well.
2: Yeah. I mean, the great thing about uh, these location shoots too is you're I don't want to use the word force, but you're thrown into becoming a family very quickly. So we would have all our meals together, and we would go home together. We would go to work together. We would text each other on days off. We would go out, and hang out. So it, it was a brotherhood right right away. And and that I think because him and I got, I mean, I we everyone got along. There wasn't a bad egg on the whole project, you know, and 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 you know, it's inevitable sometimes in this industry you'll run into that. I've been fortunate enough in my career not to. Um, but Sandra and I, we just, I mean, we're brothers. And then it just wow. becomes so much more easier to play off of that on camera. And it's, it's just an effortless chemistry, if you will.
0: Interesting. It, re- it really comes off. And, um, yeah. and, you know, for every movie, you need a. Uh, I, 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 oh, I He's a, definitely a good bad guy, but he's you know he's a loyal good bad guy. Yeah, and that's the right here. Oh,
2: he's fantastic. <laughs> and Drew, correct me if I'm wrong, but I was told he, he was a he's a he's a stunt guy.
1: Jando is first and foremost a stunt guy yeah, and specializing in horses. Yeah, wow. exactly. Yeah, but wow, really?
2: uh, he, his acting blew me away. I was like, I think you need to be acting a whole lot more than be doing stunts, man. It's easier on the body.
1: Yeah, sure. Zandos okay. is
2: also very, very um, well known in Kazakhstan. I, yeah, uh, he's amazing. Yeah, it
1: is Sanjar
2: and Zandos are like the tops over the there. Guys, wow. Yeah. yeah,
1: Zandos is um is he's practically He and Sanjar are practically brothers, and I owe it to Sanjar because again we had somebody else lined up for that role, lost them. I got on instant messaging with Sanjar, and and he and I were just chatting about script and other things. And he said, "You've got to talk to my brother Jondos. You've got to." And I went to Jandos's Instagram, which um, anybody watching this should look up. A, well, look up all the actors' Instagrams, but but go to Jandos's Instagram, and I think you'll see instantly why we picked him for this role. Um, yeah. The very bad but very charismatic bad guy.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and uh, and also, I think plays it with. With a certain, uh, a certain suaveness in, in, in yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, oh for yeah. sure. Yeah, he's, he's, great. he's doing bad guys stuff for sure. Like definitely hardcore bad guy, <laughs> or even like the the enforcer side of to the bad guy. But yeah, you got that. Stuff. It's interesting. It was like um, that sense of loyalty he had. Like he was tied in, and or even how he was, you know, towards the end of the movie. Uh, you know, his kind of showdown with the character Sariq. Um, yeah. I don't want to spoil anything everybody that watches this definitely needs to watch, watch it. Cause there's so many uh, amazing layers to it. And I, from, from the beginning to the end, you're just totally engaged in the story and invest investing and reinvesting in other characters that come along. Uh, we talked about her a little earlier, but like this mm-hmm. was a, a a nice surprise. Like instead of just introducing a character and, Okay, we got a female role. Like, yeah, you're right. that's really, like, a lot was hinging off the, her character in particular uh, for this movie. You know, what kind of, like, in um, writing wise, inspired you to kind of lead lead that direction?
1: You know, um, as I as I mentioned, Tom, when when we scouted and, and did our development trip in 2017, um, I, I I went into well, we arrived in the morning um, in Mongolia and went into that evening. Uh, with a with an outline of what I thought the story was going to be, and in my my first evening, first dinner with with Amra, it completely changed. And I was up and jet lagged my first night in country. Um, I was up at three or four in the morning, absolutely unable to sleep, and um, and rewrote the uh, the the entire outline and then put it on index cards and and. Um, and it became what it was, and then I re-pitched it oh, to Amra okay. as we rode through the countryside looking, looking at locations. Now, I should mention that, and I don't think this is spoiling anything, um, yeah. the story itself is intentionally quite simple. I, I based it on American yeah. Westerns. Um, oh, okay. uh, I, I watched a whole bunch of Westerns at that time, as well as a bunch of, um, uh, a bunch of sort of very early, like Buster Keaton slapstick. Um,
0: okay, yeah.
1: I watched all of that stuff uh, very, very early on in the development stage. And, and actually um, when Yozu and I went on that development trip, we had DVDs of multiple um, uh, Westerns of uh, Japanese film noir, as well as Buster Keaton films. And we would watch these things and talk about it and, and the script and story developed from there. But basically what what I decided to do um, was to, to hang, um, I, I hope interesting and rich characters and interesting and rich moments on a very simple, uh, story. That was goal. Really cool.
0: I love that. You know, I mean, you know, more of my like art, art side. I, I was a professional musician. Uh, I travel around playing guitar and fun, stuff like that. Um, but like, you know, that side of things, it, you do feel that kind of, you know, like I always like to tell people when you play live, you get this like instant feedback or, you know, you could tell, like, hey, you know, that song's working or not working. But you know, as you're kind of piecing this together, you know, how things literally just uh, coalesce and and play off of each other as you're going through with with this story. Uh, everything just, like I said, everything gelled so well together. Another thing I really wanted to commend you for, um, uh, you and the, the cinematographer, um, the cinematography, the way this movie's shot is uh, so clever, and again, it has these unique beats in it, uh, whether it's like uh, leaving the gun on and get this view from the gun. And it, there there's very interesting points of that. How much of that was uh, just s- the storytelling aspect, like you said, that inspired you writing the story and how much of that was just kind of like being on set with the cinematography? And-
1: That's a really good question. And, and I should, it, it, it's it's wild. I'm sure Kiivi will back me up on this. Uh, our, our cinematographer, Yozua Fisher, um I think this is painful I think he was 26 when we shot the movie um oh, really? Wow. he's really really young he might have been 27 um really young guy just a just a real natural talent at cinematography and he and I um for the the month or so of pre-production we had in country in 2018 every morning we would go to um to a, a, a coffee shop that was near our hotel and and um and we would order way too much coffee and way too many pastries and sit there with a sketch pad and draw shots and we went scene by scene we never finished the whole film we did make certain decisions on set um there's one scene in particular uh involving hulan um that that i ostensibly wrote the scene in the van on the way to to location oh really um yeah just because due to happenstance things changing schedules changing and stuff i needed to I need to figure out how to handle a certain beat and, and, and that's, um, I want to mention Tom, that, that I'm a, I'm a big fan of Brian De Palma. Um, another film that we watched a lot, um, and we watched with the Mongolians actually is, um, is the, the, uh, the Brian De Palma, David Mamet film, um, uh, the untouchables. Yes. Yes. Um, Okay. Brian De Palma, I I feel like um, we also, by the way, watched Heat by Michael Mann um, with, with our Mongolian team uh, in production.
0: Yeah, the influence.
1: Yeah, for sure. And of course, you know, we didn't have the anywhere near the resources of, of, of either of the songs, Not even we probably didn't even have their catering budget. But um, but, you know, uh, Brian De Palma, I think, is is doesn't get quite the credit he's due Um for his visual storytelling chops and the way he builds a scene and builds tension in a scene. So, um, I'm a big fan of his. And I, I think, I think other fans of his who watch the movie will probably see his influence on, on the shot, uh, on the shot structure. For sure.
0: Yeah. Sure. That, that's awesome. I, I'm going to turn this next one to uh, KB because I, I know Drew being part of it, you know, like every nook and cranny of this, uh, it, it's a little harder to step outside of it so Kaivy, like when you see like uh, the screening of this you know for the mm-hmm. first time the whole deal yeah uh you know you did mention a little earlier uh, when people, you know the funny parts you hear people laughing what was that like for you just seeing that finished product you know what I mean like you put oh. all this into it and and I'll post some uh, pictures in as we kind of go through uh take it away
2: yeah so when I saw it was the first time I saw it. that was a fun day. Um, was the first time I saw it. Uh, so I was watching as a fan too. I mean, wow. granted, I'd have to see my large face all the time, but, <laughs> but I was just, I was blown away cause I knew everything that was happening and I was like, that's wow. That this look how amazing it, it came out. And I knew we were making something special, but to see it on the big screen and to see it with a, you know, a packed house, and their reactions it's just you know it's like we yeah. put in we put in a lot of long hours and we put on a lot of hard days and everyone put you know blood sweat and tears into this and and to see it pay off like that it it was so rewarding i mean i did this awesome. the, i've said this before this has been my most favorite project i've ever done you know and this is Amazing. my most favorite character
0: amazing Thanks and this down. is pretty, this is the part where we get uh <clears throat> sentimental a little bit maybe yeah. uh, so kaivi while while we got drew on the spot here uh, what's your <laughs> fair part about working with drew
2: oh um what to what to narrow it down to just a few i mean everything about uh, working with drew is wonderful um amazing. drew's attention to detail uh, this is what i like about drew is in 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 my career you encounter uh, directors that are very technical oriented like they mm-hmm. understand the camera and stuff but maybe not so much how to talk to talent and then vice oh, versa oh, interesting. very interesting. much about the talent the director knows how to talk about the talent but they're just kind of just leaving the shots up to their dp and don't have any sense of of uh, yeah. you know that mechanism drew is a divine creation between the two because he could move effortlessly between that and and he he's open for collaboration, which is it's it's so important. Again, I go back to calling movie making business a family making business. And with you know today's state, I hope it can still, you know, survive uh uh you know the conditions in which we're living in and still be a family business. But um uh that was one of the most attractive things that I took away from working with Drew is um is that power is that is that it's truly a gift that i don't think it can be taught
0: amazing amazing yeah
2: Thanks. <laughs> and also he's easy on the eyes yeah. oh wow yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i mean you you see it in the, the product of the film you see it yeah uh, you know obviously yeah. actors bring so much to the table but so much is about the, you yeah. know, the storytelling and in the uh, yeah and there the was no
2: sense of like i'm doing Even this behind
0: scenes right i mean yeah
2: yeah and and drew would work all the time like when we were out Maybe exploring Mongolia on a day off. Drew would kindly be like, "No, guys, I'm working." Like Drew, Drew didn't stop working. Like he was, he, he put in everything to this film, and you see
1: that in. I this. missed Evie's first snowball fight, I, which was yes. like night
0: <laughs>
1: There was a uh, huge cast and crew yes. snowball fight outside our hotel. I was upstairs writing. I'm getting <laughs> texts of videos and, uh yeah, I made
2: I made my first snow angels and had my first snowball fight in wow. Mongolia. Wow! Yeah. who can say that? I mean, <laughs> it's mine. <clears throat> That's ugly. Yeah.
0: And, and for those of you who don't know, he, he's from Hawaii.
2: So I am from Hawaii. Yeah, not
0: a, not a lot of snow there.
2: Yeah, and I live in <laughs> Southern California, so not a lot of snow here either. At least yeah. by the beach. Yeah,
0: you know, and I, I'll turn this to Drew now. Like, um, you know, the, you got a whole cat amazing cast. I to me. I always thought that might be the hardest part, especially being the writer too, uh, of like picking. There's so many people to audition for different things. And I was going to ask a question that you already answered, which was what was the most difficult thing about making this film? I'd say you, you addressed that in the beginning of this interview of, well, we had a lead and we we're getting ready to go. And we don't have a lead. <laughs> so I want to know from, you You know, and I think a lot of people watching this will want to know, uh, you know, it is such a, 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 an amazing uh, Feet you accomplished, and you went through hell and high water to do it. Um, some, you know, obviously great things along the way. But what what does that feel like to you? That like, boom, August eighteenth. This is getting pumped out now. Everybody's gonna, as a mass, uh, see this. How does that
1: feel? The uh, bittersweet, <laughs> a, a bit, a bit nerve wracking. I, I am, I am happy and proud of of the cut that we're putting out there. But I don't think any filmmaker, I mean, I've heard this quote attributed to multiple different people, but I'm just going to say it was Jean Cocteau. I don't know. Um, The films are never finished. They're abandoned. Um, Of course, of course, there is always and will always be with every film I've been blessed to be a part of. There's always stuff you'd like to tweak. Oh, wait, just, just let me just do this just before you watch it. You know, having said that, I, I think this cut is is a really good representation of, of what of what Evie and I and Amra and Yosua and Uran our our producer um what we what we wanted to do and, and, and frankly you know in, in post I had to I had to have Amra say to me Look, we need to we need to cut this down because I was you know, I was a bit too enamored of, of my characters and, um, yeah,
2: the yeah. Cut. Yeah.
1: They're, they're, you know, somewhere there's a longer cut of this. Uh, but you know, I, I, I do, I, I, I am excited for the release. I'm, I'm really excited. I, I, for it. I, I hope people enjoy it. And, you know, Tom, one of the reasons that I'm, I'm grateful to you for, for having us on, on this oh, podcast sure. is because it's, it's, it's a tough time for, for independent cinema, and, and honestly has been for for probably a good decade, decade and a half. And so I'm grateful to, to all the fans out there of independent cinema, anybody, you know, who's who's willing to take a chance and, and not see, you know, there's a lot of great content out there. Um, and so for somebody who's, who's interested in digging a little deeper and seeing something that's a little bit um, a little bit, not, not as mainstream um, and, and was done because yep. of our lack of resources, just with a, with a ton of passion. Um, and if I, if I could segue just for a moment for to the, the mutual adulation society, you know, one of the many ways that I was so blessed uh, to have Evie is, is the, the truth is Tom is, uh, you know, we, we, it, it's a SAG movie. Even though we're a Mongolia, it's a SAG film. And and, um, right. and I'm I'm Director's Guild, so it was also a DGA movie. But we we really didn't have the ability to honor all of the the SAG guidelines which SAG created to protect um, actors. For example, we couldn't afford to fly Ka'iwi First Class. Seriously. That's a long flight. It's a long couple flights. And and Kaibi didn't <laughs> didn't even skip a beat. It wasn't even an issue. Uh, you know, I, I reached out and made sure that he got a seat with good leg room and, you know, um, but it, there was just so much like that, 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 uh, that, that reasonably could have bothered, um, Keevee that, 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 you know, another actor. And, and, and frankly, it, it wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have been out of line to say, you know what guys like, gosh, you know, my, my deal says I'm supposed to have a first class seat. There was Plus just a lot. Saying, of yeah. And, and, and for Keevy, just not only, not only to, to roll with that stuff, but never a hint of, of, of an attitude. Um, always just excited. I mean, yeah. at one point um, Keevy and I are talking about, about his schedule and when he wanted to be home and he had family stuff happening and, and Keeve, you'll remember that, that I said to you, you know, Kivi, I've made an oath that I, we will get you home by this date. And you said, Drew, let's not worry about that. Let's worry about about making this picture what it, what it deserves to be. yeah,
0: that's
2: unbelievable. And to, to, out. To, to, to Drew's credit, he got me home by my son's <laughs> first birthday, so. Wow, really, yeah, he's first, a, wow, amazing. He is a man of his word, so it, it worked out <laughs> perfectly. We made an awesome piece of art. And I didn't get yeah. scolded by my wife.
0: We yeah. <laughs> win right there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and I, I'm for one, I, I'll put this out there. I'm a, a big advocate right now uh, and, and a big fan of this film. I I, I, I put my two cents in. Uh, I really hope there's a sequel. I really, uh, oh, I, the, thank you. I, I'm all for that. And, and, and everyone guess, on this call. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and I just want to put this up for everybody uh, The Mongolian yes. Connection. It's available online August 18th, which is uh, Lloyd Bateman's birthday, I found out, by the way. No way. Uh, way. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, awesome. So uh, it comes at iTunes Store, uh, Amazon uh, Prime Video, and uh, Google Play. And i say, you know, anybody that watches this show regularly, uh, don't walk, run to go see this because it, it's awesome. Super, super, your time's well spent. Thank you guys so much for being on the show.
2: Thank you very much for having us. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you all enjoyed the show. For more great interviews and content, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Legends and Master Show. Also, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Be sure to go to our website, www.legendsandmastersshow.com, and join our email list for all upcoming shows, events, and articles. See you on the next one.
2: So real quick to, to, to put a button on that is yeah. when a, a Lloyd and Tola, our, our stunt geniuses, found out that I did jujitsu. They're like, yes. you want to do some? And in, in... I was like, yeah, of course. Yeah. So we'd be doing a fight and they'd be like, well, now what would you do right here? I was like, well, I'd throw him off the wall and then armbar him. And that made the movie.